are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janon Red, here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and of course where they are now so hey y'all what is happening finally episode 101 okay i can't believe we've actually passed our 100th episode it still feels so surreal to me and shout out to everybody who gave our 100th episode a listen Talk to all of you fans out there, all the way listening from Brazil, Moscow, and, um, you know, like uh, in the Middle East. And we we had a lot of listeners from Asia as well. And I mean, that's crazy. I actually wasn't expecting that diverse range of listeners for our 100th episode. And uh, but, you know, still thank you to all of you guys out there who actually gave it a listen. And again, shout out to all of you guys out there, TKO Nation. Once again, like we always say here on TKO, if it were not because of your love and support, we would not be here today, okay? So, now, if you are a university student out there, at least in the Guelph and, you know, nearby regions, or you go to university overall in Canada or North America, well, this week will probably mark your first week of school, you know, back to school after your holiday break and all that good stuff and you guys already know me i definitely for myself fall into that population of students university of students who are going back to school and personally i can tell you you know for those of you who are listening to this right now i can tell you that i feel your struggle okay it is not easy when you have been eating and sleeping in for almost a month and now you have to go back to your regular schedule when you have 8 30 classes you know classes at 8 30 in the morning and then that uh, your classes just do not end there could be having classes in the afternoon and sometimes even at night you know i get your struggle and not only that but you also have to keep on top of your you know other um you know extracurricular stuff and then things for your own uh, lifestyle and health you know for example if you want to go to the gym like you have to find time for that proper time for that so that it doesn't interfere with your other activities and let me just tell you this, you know, I'm just trying to keep it short here. I get your struggle. Getting back to the grind is actually kind of hard, but listen to me. We all got this. You guys got this. And uh, this doesn't just apply to university students out there, but it also applies to everybody because everybody, I'm assuming, has probably taken their break and um, holiday break overall. And regardless of whether or not you were going back to school or work, you know, just just listen to me. You got this. It just takes a little bit of time to get adjusted to your new schedule and getting back to the grind and listen, because our show mainly focuses on sports and combat sports and, you know, fitness and things like that. I know, especially with the gym aspect of it, especially because it's a brand new year and we've all set our new year resolutions. And I know for a lot of you guys out there, it 
could partially include, you know, going to the gym and getting in good shape and whatnot. I know it's kind of hard, but listen, you got this. Just take your time, be patient with yourself, and don't take it too hard on yourself, especially when you're just coming back. And like I said, you got this. Just, just do it. And I know it's hard, but eventually you can get back on that grind, man. And that is all I have for you today in terms of that um, daily dose of motivation. Remember, we used to actually have this whole section and segment dedicated to just motivating you guys every single week. So here it is. That was our daily slash weekly dose of motivation here on TKO. Okay, so there's that. And unfortunately, I don't know what it is uh, with the world of combat sports right now, but we are already into our second week of January in 2019, and there are still no events running over the upcoming weekends, which really does suck. I mean, last weekend, I was just sitting in the car with my parents and I was kind of, you know, feeling down. And then my, my dad asked me, you know, what's wrong with you? Like, you're not your usual self. And then I actually told him, dad, listen, like there are no fights happening tonight. That's why I'm so bummed. And I just, you know, I don't really have any fights to look forward to. So what do you actually do in that case? Well, you can just go to YouTube and just search up some old fights to watch and keep yourself entertained. But, you know, watching good and entertaining fights, especially the fights that are new and you don't really know the outcomes of are always almost more exciting than the ones that have already taken place. So um, again, I have to tell you, unfortunately, there are no breakdowns uh, for this week because there are no fight cars happening this upcoming weekend on Saturday or even Sunday, which really does suck because if you've been listening to our show TKO, you probably know that we're really well known by our breakdowns, our fight breakdowns and whatnot. But again, unfortunately, there are no breakdowns for this week. But I do have a bunch of fight announcements that have been announced over this past uh, few days. And uh, we were going to be discussing a few of them here on the show. Again, we'll uh, see how much time we're going to have at the end. But hopefully we can get through them all. And um, just a few um, announcements regarding the show itself. So next week, actually, we are going to be getting back to our breakdowns, of course, because like we said um, in the previous year, uh, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about the upcoming boxing fight between Manny Pacquiao, the legendary Manny Pacquiao, and Adrian Broner. So these two are going to be going at it next week. So yes, as you can imagine, next week we'll be definitely breaking down that fight between Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner not this week though because you know I'm just trying to keep it all exclusive so we're going to be breaking it down next week so just uh, mark that down in your calendars and of course um, I think the next uh, pay-per-view card for the UFC is actually coming up towards the end of January or actually no it's in the beginning of February but it's all good we'll be um, talking about that in more detail as we are approaching that particular fight card all right, so, um, yeah, yeah, that's what we have lined up for today. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so actually, before I get into all the MMA fight announcements, um, let's first talk about this boxing um, um, announcement and update, I guess. So, ladies and gentlemen, Marcos Maidana is going to be coming back into the boxing uh, scene. 
after many years of absence. So if you guys have been catching up with your boxing and you know your boxing well, well, you probably know who Marcos Maidana is. I know, unfortunately, ever since we actually started the show, we haven't really had enough um, time to to talk about Marcos Maidana and his legacy and uh, some of the major fights that he's had uh, in his uh, boxing career, in his professional boxing career, unfortunately, because... Uh, you know, he hadn't actually been fighting anymore when we actually got started with the show. So unfortunately, we do- we did not have enough time to talk about his fights in particular. However, you know, now that uh, the time is here, let's talk about him in detail, actually, because Marcos Maidana, he has been so many, he has had so many notable fights against guys like Floyd Money Mayweather. And actually talking about Mayweather, he has not only fought him once, but he's actually had a rematch with him. Okay, so that's, I guess, at least in, in this um, day and age of boxing, when you think about boxing overall, of course, the first name, uh, at least for most of us, the first name that comes to mind is the name of Floyd Money Mayweather's. And so, yes, Marcos Maidana has fought Floyd Money Mayweather. Unfortunately, though, uh, we all know that Floyd Money Mayweather's professional boxing career and his record is actually perfect. So no losses for him. So as you can imagine, you can definitely guess what the outcome of those fights um, between him, Mayweather and Marcos Maidana were. Uh, uh, okay, if you actually do watch the fights, though, they were really, really close, and uh, the, fi- uh, the the decision actually could have gone either way. However, because most of the fights had been happening in Las Vegas, and we all know how things sometimes go with boxing, especially when it is uh, up to the judges to decide who actually won the fight. Not trying to make allegations or anything, but things don't necessarily go your way if you just leave it in the hands of the judges. So it would be really highly recommended that if you do have a really important fight happening in Las Vegas, just just try to finish your opponent. Just try to knock out your opponent and do not let it go to decision. But unfortunately, things did go to decision for Mar- uh, Marcos Maidana when he was fighting Floyd Mayweather on the two occasions that he did so. And unfortunately, he just lost those fights. But that does not mean that he has not had had a, a valuable boxing career overall because he obviously has. And um, especially when you're talking about the modern era of boxing. So we're talking like late 90s and um, the whole uh, first decade of 2000s. Marcos Maidana is definitely one of those guys that we will always think of when you think about that um, day and age of boxing back in the day quote-unquote back in the day so yeah man so now Marcos Maidana is actually going to be coming back to boxing that's the only thing that he's actually said about this he has not said when or where or who he's going to be facing off against in this um, so-called comeback but, uh, you know, the, the whole good news is that he has actually announced, officially announced that he's going to be coming back to boxing. And I could not personally be any happier because, uh, you know, because of the legacy that Marcos Maidana has left behind. And it's really interesting to see how um, how he's actually going to perform in this um, combat age. So is he going to be performing the same way that he was performing when he was at his prime or has his performance? 
performance potentially declines or, you know, how how are things going to be with him? And it's really interesting to see how how it actually will be. So I would definitely keep you guys updated in regards to that, whether or not he's going to be fighting against someone anytime soon. I will definitely let you know. And yeah. That is that in terms of that. And um, since we already kind of briefly talked about Floyd Mayweather, um, and just a segue. So Floyd Mayweather, you guys already know, he fought the kickboxing and MMA um, fighter, a famous uh, MMA fighter in Japan, Tenshin Nasukawa. The the two actually fought in a special exhibition style um, type of match for boxing in Japan. So Floyd Money Mayweather versus Tenshin Nasukawa. And of course, Floyd Money Mayweather defeated Tenshin Nasukawa. And ever since that actually took place um, on Twitter and on social media, Conor McGregor has actually come out and said that he he now wants to fight Tenshin Nasukawa, but not in a boxing match and not in a special exhibition in a special ruled um, uh, type of match. But he actually wants to fight him in an MMA fight. And uh, uh, this is actually really interesting because it just shows that. You know, Conor McGregor doesn't really care about fighting Tenshin Nasukawa. He just wants to start his beef once again against Floyd Money Mayweather. And I mean, what can I say? If okay, can you argue that you are not going to be watching that fight if Conor McGregor actually does uh, want to fight Tenshin Nasukawa? Well, obviously, you will all pay for the pay per view of this fight because. You know, regardless of whether you like Conor McGregor or not, you are still going to be watching his fight because there's just something about uh, Conor McGregor, that X factor that he has. You could argue that it's um, his trash-talking skills or the way that he actually sells his own fights through, uh, through the charisma that he has, you could say. It, it is mostly because of that that you're all going to be, and me, myself including, we're all going to be buying that pay-per-view fight between him and Tenshin Nasukawa. But again, you know, we don't really know if it's actually going to happen. But if the money is right, of course, Conor McGregor is obviously going to be accepting this fight because we are not really sure that he's actually going to be coming back into the UFC scene, especially after that loss that he experienced against Khabib Nurmagomedov, obviously. It would be really tough for him to actually come back to the UFC. So just to get himself sort of warmed up in this new year and to get the ring rust kind of uh, out of the way, it will be kind of, uh, it, will, it will make sense why Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor would actually want to have this fight against Tenshin Nasukawa. But I just really feel bad for Tenshin Nasukawa because if in this fight too he is set to lose that uh, you know it would not look good on his professional career and it would not really look good on him as a fighter overall because you're definitely supposed to um, exhibit and demonstrate all the um, uh, skills that you have mastered throughout your whole uh, martial arts career and if you are set to fight against legendary and uh, well-known fighters in, in any fight that you have, then you're not, you know, you might be scared off. First of all, you might be scared off just by the name of your opponent. So just imagine that you 
you have been fighting for about five years professionally, and you're actually doing really well in, in your in the local scene and in your own country. But then out of nowhere, just think that you are set to fight someone like Floyd Mayweather, or say if Muhammad Ali was alive. The, the matchmakers set you up against Muhammad Ali. Well, obviously, you know how great of a fighter your opponent as someone like uh, Floyd Mayweather or Muhammad Ali is. And just by that, your, confident, uh, your confidence level is just going to go down. But, you know, in that case, it's just it's just not really fair to someone like Tenshin Nasukawa because he's just so young. And I would much prefer for him to actually fight real opponents, not just big name opponents, if that makes sense. So, yeah, man, there's my take on that issue. And um, again, once again, we will definitely keep you guys updated in regards to whether or not this fight is actually going to be taking place or not. Okay, so there's that. So that's in terms of boxing. Now, talking about some of the MMA fights that have actually been announced to take place in the upcoming months. So firstly, let's get started with the most recent one that was just announced. So Michelle Watterson is going to be fighting um, Carolina Kowalkiewicz. And you guys probably recall that these two ladies usually fight at straw weight. So that's 115 pounds in the women's straw weight division in the UFC. So these two ladies are set to fight on March 30th. I know that's kind of a bit far, but they're supposed to be fighting at UFC Philadelphia. And uh, this is going to be a really interesting matchup because um, for, for both of these ladies, they've definitely had their own ups and downs in the division. And especially because they've, they've um, as of recently, they've been matched up against um, top-ranked contenders and even the champion. So uh, I know that uh, Carolina Kowalkiewicz has actually fought Rose Namajunas before, and so has Michelle Watterson. And so hopefully whoever wins this fight is going to be um, fighting off against the, the strawweight champion if it is going to be still... Uh, Rose Namajunas, it will be a really good um, a vengeance, you could say, opportunity for, for either one of these ladies, regardless of whoever actually wins this fight. So that is one fight that has actually been announced. And speaking of Rose Namajunas and her strawweight championship belt, she is actually going to be fighting off against Jessica Andraj. So Jessica Andraj, of course, we all know her because she's a very uh, skilled MMA fighter overall. And, uh, yes, yeah, so this is not the first time that she's actually fought for the title at Strawweight. Uh, she has once tried to, to capture the belt for herself before. But if I'm not mistaken, she has uh, faced off against the former Strawweight champion in the UFC, Joanna Janjajek. And unfortunately, she was not successful at um, catching the belt for herself. So now she is set to fight Rose Namajunas. It'll be really interesting to see whether or not uh, Jessica Andraj is actually going to break Rose Namajunas because when you, okay, just, just um, I guess, superficially judging, if you just look at the physique of both of these ladies, you will not really think that Rose Namajunas um, can actually um, dominate and outbox someone like Jessica Andraj, who looks really, really muscular and bulky, especially for her weight division. But... As of recently, the most uh, fights that Rose Namajunas has had, she, she, you know, she's not the type to have abs or look super muscular. However, in 
almost all of her fights recently, she has been the dominator and um, she throws greatly accurate strikes. Because her limbs are really um, slim, she can actually go for submissions, a lot of submissions. And this actually helps her a lot with her jujitsu and uh, her ground game. So again, in this case, would um, uh, Rose Nama Yunus still show that dominance that she has shown over the past few fights that she's had against Jessica Andrade? Or will Jessica Andrade actually use all of that muscle and all of that power that she she has um, worked on throughout her fight camps and actually out, uh, um, overcome all the challenges that are being shown by Rose Namajunas in this particular fight? But I guess we shall wait and see until May 11th. Because this fight is actually going to be happening on May 11th in Brazil. So that's kind of uh, far away. But do not despair because it will be approaching very soon. And I'm personally really excited for this fight. Because, you know, Rose Namajunas is such a good human being. And so is um, Jessica Andrade. But there's just something about Rose Namajunas, that, that magical factor. I don't know how to describe it, but... There's just something about her, this invisible force, you could say, that always almost helps her in, in all of her fights. And I'm just really, really interested to see how things are actually going to go down in this particular fight. So there is that fight that is going to be happening. Man, what else is happening? Okay. Oh, actually, so recently, um, actually two weeks ago, you guys remember that John Jones fought Alexander Gustafson in a rematch at UFC 232. Yes, we all remember that with all the drama that went down with John Jones and his entourage and all all that. But now John Jones is actually set to fight Anthony Smith, right? So this fight is going to be really interesting. Okay? Because Anthony Smith he has shown that he is indeed a top-notch MMA fighter because his striking skills are just out of this world, especially in speaking of the light heavyweight division in the UFC. I mean, let's not talk about John Jones because, of course, he's the champion right now. Let's just talk about all the top contenders and everybody who's in the top 10 list for the light heavyweight division. Anthony Smith, he has really good striking skills and um, he throws shots super accurately. Okay, so it would be really interesting for him to to try to do all the things that he usually does in, in his fights normally against John Jones. Because as of recently, like we saw two weeks ago, John Jones, you know, he has his own um, uh, tricks and um especially after all the allegations with him taking um, performance-enhancing drugs and whatnot. I don't know what has actually gone to him, but he has shown incredible speed and um, footwork in his, in his uh, fights. And it will be really interesting to see whether or not he's going to be running away from the shots that Anthony Smith is uh, potentially going to throw towards him. Whether or not he's actually going to absorb anything and um, just how how he's going to overcome the, the preciseness and the accuracy of Anthony Smith's shots. Because we all saw what happened when Alexander Gustafson was fighting John Jones. And Gustafson, we know he's a phenomenal boxer and he was trying his 
ultimate best to, to throw punches toward John Jones, but John Jones, because he was constantly being dynamic in the ring and he was constantly moving around and he had phenomenal footwork and he was ducking and dodging away from all the shots that bring that were being thrown towards him, he almost never got um, any shots connected to his chin or his temple. And that was really surprising to see so it will be really, again, it will be really interesting to see whether or not the same thing is going to be happening with the case of Anthony Smith or whether or not Anthony Smith is actually going to do his homework and go back and watch some of the tapes um, of um, John Jones's recent fights and see what he can do better than all of his all of John Jones's previous opponents and whether or not he's going to overcome some of the challenges that John Jones is going to be throwing towards him. And that is that in regards of that fight that is actually going to be happening uh, in what card? Let's see again at UFC 235 on March 2nd. So that's actually not that far, I guess. That's about two months away. And I'm actually really for looking forward to this guy, um, not guy, but this fight overall because uh, because of all the things that I just said and light heavyweights, there's just something about them because true, they are, uh, they usually tend to throw a lot of heavy shots because they have that heavyweight aspect in them. So all the shots are almost always powerful and uh, uh, there's a really high chance that you are going to be knocked out with their, their shots. And because they are actually light heavyweight, they're also so much faster. They move so much faster than our regular heavyweights. So because of all those things, it's just really interesting, um, the fights that light heavyweights usually have in, in the world of MMA. So there's that. Uh, what else, man? Yeah. So talk about heavyweights. There's actually another fight that was just announced. So one of my all-time favorite MMA fighters, Junior Dos Santos, is actually going to be fighting off against Derek Lewis. Yes, Derek, I always confuse Derek Lewis with Derek Brunson, but no, he's actually going to be fighting off against Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, and uh, this is going to be really interesting because De um, Junior Dos Santos, if you guys recall, he used to be the heavyweight champion at some point in the UFC, but now he's not, you know, he's had his own ups and downs in the division. Um, he's had absences and, you know, injuries and things like that but ultimately has always been present in the scene and you know you, you always remember him and you almost every now and then see him fight in a, in a particular fight and now he's going to be fighting off against Derek Lewis and Derek Lewis himself you know he is one of those guys that you think is going to lose through decision but then in the very last second of his fight okay in the third round he would just throw a shot that would immediately knock out his opponent and that's indeed what happened with him in this uh, in his past fight in his most recent fight because he was actually losing that fight and then in the very last second of the fight the bell was about to go off okay but then Derek Lewis threw this one punch and then his opponent was instantly knocked out and so that's how good Derek Lewis's um, strikes are and how you know they're they're efficient not saying that they're the most powerful but he just knows where to throw that punch towards and because of that you know regardless of whether or not the punch is actually super powerful or not the shots are going to be effective and then you will go down 
coal to the canvas. And so because of that, I'm sort of worried about um, Junior Dos Santos because he has actually shown that he doesn't necessarily have the strongest chin in the heavyweight division. But it, but overall, this fight is going to be really interesting because we have two legendary heavyweights going at it. And it's going to be a battle of titans. And I would definitely recommend all of you guys to watch this fight. It's going to be happening on March 9th. Okay, so... And it's actually going to be the main event of um, the UFC fight card. So that is um, all we have in terms of fight announcements. Man, I talk a lot. Of course, yes. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not shocked. But uh, like I said, next week we are going to be breaking down the fight between Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Broner. Sorry if we didn't have any breakdowns in particular for for this episode. I'll promise you guys that we're going to be making up to you in this upcoming week with that breakdown of Pacquiao versus Broner fights. And I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys already know you can catch up with our previous episodes at CFRU.ca. And you can also catch up with our previous episodes again on SoundCloud or iTunes. And with that, until next time. It's your girl Janan right here, and this is TKO. Peace out. Just-